Century, doing something mean to it, do it better than anybody you ever seen. Do it, screams from the haters, got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. I'm one man to have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop What's going on, everybody? This is MD, and I am your host, Austin Krell. The Sixers were fresh off of a win over those. I think you could say quickly dying New York Knicks at home. They beat them 117-91 on Wednesday night to improve to 15-8 on the year. Moved to 11-1 at home after that embarrassing loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers in Philadelphia to end the 10-game home winning streak on this season. The Wizards were in town. Wizards, if you didn't know, 8-13 on the year, 2-8 away from their home arena. However, they are returning much of their roster from last season. It just so happens that... This team is just about on the cusp, on the they're on the edge, just teetering on, well, having a lost season and probably on the verge of a rebuild. If you didn't know, um, the long the long time rumors that John Wall and Bradley Beal not getting along, they've pretty much hit their full force this season. Scott Brooks has not been able to keep things at bay. Last week, John Wall. Uh, allegedly cursed out his coach, and then things got a little, I guess, aggressive at practice, you could call it, last week. And so with the with the Wizards struggling as it is and with them really looking like they don't like playing with each other as a team, I think they're just about to, just about to put this thing um, in the shredder and start over and tear, and tear it down. And tonight they look like that kind of team, honestly. Sixers... Um, obviously, you know, looking to improve to 16 day on the season, 12 and one at home. They beat up on the Wizards. They led by 12 after the first quarter. Led by I think as many as 22, 23 in the second quarter. Went into halftime up by um, 22. Yes, they went up. They were up by 20 going into the fourth quarter. They won the game at 25. It led by as many as 30-31, I think, in this game. Um, and honestly, if we're being true to ourselves, the Sixers were not great tonight. They 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 missed a lot of they missed uh, eight free throws tonight, which is un, really kind of uncharacteristic for them. Embiid missed five. No one broke 20 points on a game. They had a very concentrated uh, balance of production tonight from all sides. The starters, as per usual, Wilson Chandler. 22 minutes for him. He did come up lame on one play. There might be a little bit of, an, of, of a re-aggravation of that hamstring injury. Obviously, I don't want to speculate. That's what it looked like. Embiid, 22 minutes tonight. Simmons, 25 minutes tonight. Redick, 19. Jimmy Butler, 25. Um, and, it, it, you know, it lo- you look at the minutes played, and it really did feel like they didn't have to give that much more than 25 minutes because the game was well in hand from the middle of the second quarter on. So, that being said, Wilson Chandler, 7 points um, on 10 shots. Obviously not a very efficient game for him. Embiid, 16 points, 15 rebounds, 10 defensive rebounds on 12 shots. 3 blocks for him. No assists, no steals, no turnovers, though. And that's a tremendous game for Embiid. Any game where he can get his... He's going to get his any game of the week. 
he can be most efficient for himself if he can cut those turnovers to as close to zero as possible. It's not going to happen most games, but if he can, if he can stay in that, if he can sort of linger around that that two that that two value, I think that's a good number for him to be at in terms of his turnovers. Ben Simmons checking the triple double from uh, from the, from halftime on didn't get it because he didn't play much in the second half. Thirteen points, ten assists, eight rebounds, one steal, six turnovers for him. So you want to keep those turnovers down for Ben, especially because he's the point guard. We, we all know this. This has been said a thousand times. But you you want you don't want your franchise point guard to have six turnovers because you don't have. I mean, that's the guy you trust going into close, going into crunch time of the game. And if he's turning the ball over, that doesn't bode well for the efficiency of your offense late in the game. However, I believe that once they make some more midseason acquisitions, get some veterans in there um, who understand the way that he plays better and and can quickly learn the way that he quickly learn his game. Um, I think the turnovers will go down because he'll be in a better position to make plays for them, and they'll understand where to be for him. And I think as a result, he won't have as many turnovers because I don't think it's I don't think with I think with Ben, it's not always travels or palming or offensive fouls like it is with some guys. With Ben, it's um, missed passes, guys, um, you know, not being in the right spot to receive a pass, guys letting it bounce off their off their shoulder or what have you. And so, I think with that. You get in guys like maybe a Morris, maybe an Ariza, and those turnovers go down because those guys will adjust to him quickly, having the having the experience they have in this league. JJ Redick continues to sort of not be that efficient JJ that we all know so well. 14 points on 12 shots, one made three. Um, he had one rebound, one foul. That was all in 19 minutes. Jimmy, 11 points. On 13 shots, seven rebounds, four assists, four steals, no turnovers, two fouls. So last two games, you're following the trend. He he has a 34 as Brooklyn, um, the game-winning shot, of course, and then he sort of has not dropped off, but he's sort of taken the load off the last two games. I think he's earned that right because he's been he's been monumental for them at so many points since being acquired. And so I think last couple of games he's been able to say, you know what, these teams aren't that competitive, they're not very good. I can afford to not go out and get my 20 tonight and we'll still win the game. And he was right. Off the bench, the leaders in minutes, Miscala had 32 tonight, although that was probably, that's more of a product of Embiid just not needing to play and therefore giving Miscala out of burn. Uh, Amir played 15 minutes tonight, Shamit 27, TJ 22. Shake Milton made his NBA debut tonight with 11 minutes, and Furkan Korkmaz 20 minutes on the game tonight. Uh, tw- yeah, tw- 20 minutes tonight. Mescala 12 points, 10 boards, two blocks, two assists, two fouls, no turnovers. He uh, was two of nine from the field, two made threes for him, six made free throws. So obviously, want him to make obviously want him to be more efficient in the field. Sometimes in the, when your minutes are spotted like that and you're getting more opportunities, you're not going to make all of your shots. And um, I think as his playing time increases a little bit, he will become a more efficient shooter. I think tonight was just the most he's played all year, so naturally he's he's trying to get accustomed to that, and he's going to take more shots and probably miss more shots. Amir Johnson, five points, five rebounds, one assist, one turnover, one foul in his 15 minutes. Um, Not a bad night for Amir. He's been out of the rotation of late. 
and um, he he made two, he made two shots, and so with those two shots, um, you know, he he got he got his five points. For him, I was looking for to, for limited turnovers, limited fouls, one and one in fifteen minutes. I think that's I think that's fine. No one's a perfect player. You're gonna make mistakes. I think that's fine. And so um, moving on to Landry Shamit, in his 27 minutes, he had 12 points on five of nine, two made threes for him, four rebounds, two assists, one steal, three fouls. Again, the body's not there yet. It's gonna take him probably an off season to develop that NBA ready body, uh, especially on the on the defensive end with with his with him not being strong enough. He's gonna commit fouls to try to, de- to try to defend and try to try to give his try to try to give his himself the best chance to defend and so that's that's gonna be natural. T.J. McConnell, 15 minutes. Oh, no, sorry, 15 points. Uh, I think that's a season high for him. 10 shots to get there. Two rebounds, two assists, two steals, three turnovers. I th- I think whatever he can get you in terms of in terms of because he's a hustle player as you know. So he's gonna want to get. He's gonna get those steals. He's gonna try to claw his way to every rebound. He's gonna dive on the floor for loose balls. So when he does all that stuff as the glue guy, you're gonna you're, you're gonna be able to accept three turnovers because 15 points for him is is a really good night. For Con Korkmaz, 13 points on three of ten shooting, five assists, one steal, two boards. I think what we're going to see from him is that he is. I think a jack. I think he likes to. Shoot whenever he has just the slightest bit of space, which is okay. There are a lot of jacks in the league, but I think when you're this young, it doesn't bode well for you when you're not a good defender and you're a jack. Because typically, your coaches and teammates want to see you earn those shots by playing good defense. Because when you play good defense, you earn the right to take those shots. That's how it works. And he's a terrible defender, and he he just he all only thing he's looking for is a little bit of space to to get the shot off, and his shot selection is 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 poor. So. I think once they get some veteran help in there, he's going to slide out of the rotation really fast. And I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. Of course, the man of the hour making his NBA debut from the G League affiliate, the Delaware Bluecoats. Shake Milton played 11 minutes in the fourth quarter. Five points, two assists, one steal, one block, one foul. He made a three, took four shots. So I was actually thoroughly impressed with Shake's debut tonight. I thought that he was very attentive, very alert on the defensive end. I thought that he showed confidence and aggression in his scoring attempts. First time he touched the ball, he shot it, number three. Um, and I, th- I think going forward, he gave he gave the Sixers a little bit of what they wanted to see: a, a capable defender, a willing defender, and an aggressive player. And I think that going forward, he might be worthy of a couple of minutes here and there in certain situations. He has to play his way up because he played against the Wizards B and C team tonight. But I think you got you to start somewhere, of course. And I think that he made a positive impression in his debut. Obviously, with games to come, we'll see what Brett Brown thought of his debut. It's by, by, we'll tell by how many, how many more minutes that he's getting. So let's take a look inside this game tonight. So what exactly, where, where do the Sixers win this one? Turnovers, I, this is where I think the Sixers played a poor game. 12 turnovers tonight. They had a lot of live ball turnovers. They had a lot of um, of sort of sloppy playing in terms of out of bounds. Uh, you know, guys having to reach passes out of bounds and, and, and losing it. Uh, guys not catching passes. Guys trying to force things. And 
as a result, the pat, um, the, you know, it bounced off their fingertips or what have you. I thought that they were not very clean tonight as a team. They also committed a, a a lot of fouls. I mean, 17 is not, not, a, not about an average number, I think. But I thought that they won this game really because the Wizards are just so inept right now. They're so incompetent. And when you have a team like that, who who has no chemistry, who has all this issue internally, they're not going to make shots. They're not going to play well together. They're not going to play. Indiv- they're not going to play well individually. And as a result, they're probably going to lose games that they would ordinarily be competitive in or or win. And so, I think the Sixers were able to capitalize off the off the Wizards' lack of effort and. Lack and and ever um, ever present internal issues. Where did the six win? Where did the six win this game though? What what force got them to win this game? Turnovers. They won the turnover battle by three. That's not going to be the difference. Blocks are kind of not relevant in a blowout game like this. Seven to four. That 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 that, that didn't do it tonight. The steals. Eleven to ten. No. Assists, 20-22. That plays a factor. That certainly puts the game um, at a... That puts it at a deficit for the Wizards. But that doesn't put the game out of reach. That isn't, that isn't the end-all, be-all stat. Rebounds. Aha. Sixers, 58 rebounds tonight. The Wizards, 42 rebounds tonight. A 16-rebound advantage for the Sixers in this game. Defensively, out-rebounded them 34-41. to 41. That's going to play some role. It means that, means that there are seven extra possessions there where they held the Wizards scoreless, one and done on a shot, and able to come down and execute. And then suddenly that 12-point lead turns into a, a 15, turns into a 17, turns into a 20, and suddenly you go from down 12 to down 26 really fast. Um... The offensive rebounds were where the Sixers won this game tonight. Wizards, I think, in part due to their bad culture, in part due to their lack of chemistry, in part of their, in part because of their chemistry, because of their um, lack of effort, they are not fundamentally playing basketball well. They did not box out tonight. I was at the game, and there were multiple times where guys like JJ Redick. Or T.J. McConnell, or Ben Simmons, or who, who, who have whoever you're thinking of, they're able to sneak in and, and grab an offensive rebound and get another possession out of the out of the out of the uh, get another shot out of the possession. And what that does for the you is that it tires if you if you play it right, which I do think the was I think I think the Sixers do a good job of playing possessions right, especially in a game where you win by 25 points. I I think they were able to, to to flex the Wizards' defense out where they had to buckle down, and that what that does is that pulls you out of position, makes you break down defensively because it tires you out, and then suddenly you're getting a really good look at a shot, and then mentally they think, well we held them to it, we you know they got a shot, they missed it, they got the rebound again, we we, we played the best defense we possibly could, and then they scored anyway. It demoralizes you when you give up second chance points like that. That's how you run away with the game. That's how, that's how you embarrass a team like they did tonight. 
Um, and so I think that you point to the rebound differential and the offensive rebounds in particular. The Sixers had 17, Wizards had 8. Sixers with that 9 offensive rebound advantage, that's 9 extra shots you're getting up. That's 9 extra possessions you're getting. That's 9 times 14 is um, 126 more seconds that the Wizards are on defense overall. That makes a difference in a game. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but that makes a difference in a game. Free throws. Sixers out-throwed them by nine. That's going to make a, a, a bit of a difference, but not enough because the difference makes up for only... Um, if, you cut, cut that, if you cut that out, that's still a 16-point deficit. So that's not going to do it. Sixers made four more threes than the, than the Wizards tonight. That's 12 points. 12 and 9 is 21. That brings you to about a five-point game. Made five more shots. Six more shots, sorry. I think the biggest difference in this game tonight was was the shots created off of offensive rebounds. Honestly. I think, I think that's where the game was won. You got them down early. You made shots early. Then when you miss shots, instead of, instead of, instead of just getting back, you were able to sort of sneak in there and grab the offensive rebound. They weren't boxing out. You were able to grab the offensive rebound and get that 14 extra seconds and then get another shot. Demoralizes them, gives you another opportunity, and it keeps them on defense longer, tires them out. And I think that was the difference in the game tonight from the get-go. And I think that's how the Sixers got this game out of reach that early. And once the game's out of reach, you sort of let your guard down a little bit. The stats don't come flowing in as they as they were earlier in the game, and then it just sort of the game comes to an end and People forget about it. But I think the way that the Sixers were able to, to blow this game out was the rebound advantage. One thing that interested me about what Brett Brown had to say after this game was his reason was that he felt that with, with, with Jimmy and Ben wearing headbands, I know this is a ridiculous sort of claim, but he sort of likes to label of them with headband, but them wearing the headbands because it was the first time they had ever worn headbands, either Ben or Jimmy. And they, they were it was called quote the bond of defensive brothers because he wants Jimmy to take Ben under his wing and to groom him into a an all NBA defensive player, which he's on he's really about there already in terms of his potential in terms of what he does already with the guy like Jimmy Butler on his back getting him to be the best defensive player he can be, he's going to make Ben Simmons a lot better and a lot more challenging. And that might be the last drop before this jump shot, which I believe that he will develop this summer because there's just no way that with LeBron James as his mentor and as his as his agency um, agency colleague or agency teammate, whatever you want to call it, there's no way that with working out with LeBron, LeBron's not going to tell him, look, you, need, you don't, you, there's no way that LeBron's going to neglect the fact that Ben needs a jump shot. Not gonna, you're not going to feed him this crap that he's capable of doing it without a, without a jumper. He's going to tell Ben, look, we all know you need a jump shot. You and I are going to go to the gym. I'm going to show you how I became a formidable jump shooter. And if he doesn't do that, I would think, I would think LeBron's a, not, not a good mentor for Ben Simmons. But I do believe that LeBron's the right guy for him. And I think that he has taken Ben under his wing 
and wants to help him be great. And so, that being said, I think that if with Jimmy helping, with Jimmy grooming Ben to the defensive player that he's trying to groom him into being, and with LeBron helping him with his jump shot this summer, I think Ben Simmons is going to come back next year a much, much, much different player. And I think that as good as we think that they're going to be this year, if they're sixteen and eight now, I think that they're going to be. If they get, if they can, if they resign Jimmy Butler, which I'm pretty sure they're going to do, they will be, without a doubt, a top two team in the Eastern Conference. The Sixers play again on Sunday. They host the Memphis Grizzlies. Last time they played the Grizzlies was in Memphis, obviously. Um, right after the Jimmy Butler trade, they had they were short a couple players. They went up by 16 in the first half. They fell a little short, losing in overtime on a game where they were shorthanded. So I didn't give them too much um, flack for that one. But I do expect them to come back tonight, to come back on, on Sunday with that game in mind and beat up on a Grizzlies team that has been struggling of late. The game is tipped, the game tips off at 6 p.m. in Philadelphia. The Grizzlies, they won tonight against the Nets. They are 13 and 8 on the year, 6 and 5 on the season. At, um, at, away from their home arena. This should be a W for the Sixers, who will then play again on Wednesday versus the Raptors. That'll be the biggest game they've had in a while. So, once again, this is the feed to Embiid. Um, some, some news to share. I was hired today as a contributor to a, a site called uh, Philly, uh, Philly front office. I'll be working with. Uh, I will be contributing to the Sixers, Blue Coats, and a, a new Villanova column that they're gonna. I believe they're they're gonna they're gonna work on starting. And so, with that being said, we have um, we do have a business model that does not permit me to do the King Cobra advertisements anymore. I believe maybe that's not the case. I'll talk to my boss about it. But tonight, there's gonna be no advertisement for the King Cobra. No. Um, or actually, no, there will be there, the, the, so no, no King Cobra tonight, but there will be a obviously the the usual this presentation that its name is protected by U.S. copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution of the feed to Embiid without my written permission is prohibited. Copyright the feed to Embiid 2018. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Um, We'll be back with the post-game show on Sunday following, hopefully, another W for the Sixers at home against those pesky and improved Memphis Grizzlies. Sixers win, the, Sixers win tonight 123-98 to over the, the struggling and seemingly imploding Washington Wizards to improve to 16-8 on the year. <clears throat> and again, now that I'm a part of Philly uh, front office as a contributor for the Sixers, Blue Coats, the G League affiliate, and I think the Nova sec- the Nova column is going to be up soon. Hopefully, um, give them give them a follow. Give the give the site a look. I'll be writing for them and doing and contributing podcasts for them and, and whatnot. So have a great night, everybody, and thank you for tuning in.